Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Igniting Hearts with Benjamin and Tara Dietrich. We're so glad you could join us today, and we just want to remind you, if this is a blessing to you, just to go ahead and right now hit that like button and to share it with your friends and anyone you think this would bless. And then also, we always love to hear from you. So wherever you're joining us from, make sure to share a comment with us, and that also just helps get the word out about this message that we're sharing with you today. You're so good at that. Aww. (laughs) Today, we're going to continue our series on faith, and we're going to talk about obedience today because it takes faith to obey. If I'm going to obey a God that I can't even see, I have to have faith. We talk about the prophetic. We talk about visions and dreams and encounters, and that's amazing, but that's not most of Christianity. Most of Christianity is not the mountaintop experiences. Most of Christianity is simple day-to-day life, and in that day-to-day life is obedience. And obedience really takes faith. And obedience is so good. It's something that so pleases the heart of God. And in fact, there's a few key verses we're going to be sharing from today. The first is 1 Samuel 15 and 22, and it says, obedience is better than sacrifice. And it literally describes rebellion, which is the opposite of obedience, as divination or witchcraft. And Tara's going to share about that further down. And then the other key verse we're going to share about is John 14, 15, where Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so if you want to grab your Bibles, open up your Bibles to those two key verses, 1 Samuel 15, 22, and John 14, 15, you can follow right along as we share about those. And fundamentally, obedience is for our good. And you had something powerful to share about that when it comes to our three little princesses. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially when you're a child, when you hear that word obedience, it doesn't necessarily strike joy in you. Sometimes (laughs) it's like, oh oh no, I got to obey. This isn't fun. I just want to do what I want to do. And as parents of young children, we are definitely in the midst of trying to teach our children that obedience is good. Obedience is a good thing. And I was just telling Benjamin that, you know, we are trying to, especially in our oldest right now, teach her that it is so good to listen, to listen to us and obey us. Mm -hmm. And I was just reminding her that today and it got me thinking and pondering to myself about Jesus Mm -hmm. and about the father. And Mm -hmm. that's his heart cry to us that daughter, I just want you to listen. It's not about the religious works. It's not about the religious acts. And going to 1 Samuel 15, 22, when it says, I desire obedience above sacrifice. I desire obedience above what they were doing was religious sacrifices and sacrificing the blood of rams and bulls and all of that. And it was a religiosity that they were into. But what God was saying was more than that, I want you to listen to me and I want you to obey my voice. And even as a mother and a father, and many of you can relate to this, that is our heart's desire for our children. We want you to listen and obey and not do it with a sourpuss attitude necessarily, but do it with a heart of joy and it will come back to reward you. And I, again, was just reminded about that even in my own relationship 
relationship and walk with God. Like he just wants me to sit down and listen to him and obey him. And that's what he delights in more than the religious acts that we could do from day to day with him. So, so good. That's so good. Yeah. And obedience is for our good. Everything we tell our kids, it's for our good. And those of you listening, you may not have children. You may not be parents. Those listening, you might still be even living with your parents. You might be a teenager. You might be still living with your parents. But every good parent, when they tell their child to obey something, it's for their good. And that's how God is with us. And obedience takes faith and faith takes trust. Yeah. It's linked to trust. Our last podcast was actually on trust. And to obey, it takes trust. And I was thinking as you were talking, Tara, what kind of trust did Jesus have with the Father to be able to obey? The book of Philippians says that he made himself nothing. He humbled himself. He made himself nothing. He took on the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and was obedient even to death, even to the point of death on the cross. And what kind of trust did he have with the Father? knowing that that was for ultimately for Jesus good he was the person who came as savior now he's king of kings and lord of lords he's coming back as conquering ruling king and he led captivity captive he led the demonic realm through the cosmos as defeated foes he emerged victorious king and it wasn't it for our benefit i mean we were lost without that but what he had to go through was horrendous and difficult but he did it even to the point of death on the cross because of his relationship with the father because of his absolute trust and belief in the goodness of God and the goodness and the will, his submission to the will of the father. That just sparked a question in me. Do you believe that we can obey without trust? I believe we can. I don't know. You know, that's actually a really good question. Can we obey without trusting? We can obey without trusting as a religious duty, mm. but I don't know that it can be from the heart. That's so good. Yeah. If we don't trust, if there's not a relationship, like right. you obey your boss, right? Right. right? You go into work because you want to keep your job. You go into work because you want your paycheck. You go into work because you don't want to get fired. But that obedience is out of, in a sense, it's out of fear. Right. And we're to fear the Lord, but not in that sense. We're not to fear the Lord in this punitive sense because we are under grace. We're not under law. But there is that obedience that is from the mind and from legalism and then there's that obedience that is from the heart and I don't know it's a very interesting question maybe those that are listening have even a broader perspective than I do to be truly obedient from the heart as God would have us be obedient from the heart without trust and what is he after he's after our hearts that is what he wants from us he wants our heart response not just again what the scripture is saying I don't want your acts I don't want you just just do religious duties I want your heart response to me to be love adoration and in that comes obedience so i think that's really good that you're touching on that absolutely and it leads us back to john 14 15 again if you have your bibles open look at that john 14 15 it says if you love me you will keep my commandments so if there is a true relationship of love one of the ways that that manifests in our walk and in our relationship with god is obedience right if we truly have love with god if we truly have intimacy with god it must manifest in obedience to his word. I think about the Moravians and that group, that community in Herrnhut, Germany. Herrnhut actually means in German, the watch of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Herrn or Herr is Lord and Hütte or Hütte is to watch. It also is the word that they use for pastor, interestingly enough. Hmm. A shepherd, a watcher over the sheep. 
But Heronhood, they had a hundred year prayer meeting. Wow. Never stopped day and night, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for a hundred years. And out of that prayer meeting came obedience. Out of that intimacy came really the modern missions movement. Mm. And they sailed away even on slave boats. These people even sold themselves into slavery. They sailed away from the shores on the Atlantic and waved goodbye to their wife and their children or their husband and their children to never see them again, to obey the call of God, to literally preach the gospel to unreached people groups. And as they were sailing away, they got down on their knees and they said, let the lamb receive the reward of his suffering. You can't have that type of obedience. I'm actually becoming more and more convinced of my position of the question you just asked me. It's like, how can you have that confidence? How can you have that level of obedience without having trust and without having that intimacy in love? I think it's impossible. But the Moravians, they had such obedience to the Lord because it was fueled out of intimacy. What's possible from our lives What kind of obedience, what kind of miraculous things is God able to do through our lives if we are obedient to him out of that place, not of legalism, but out of intimacy? Wow, that really inspires me to just even hear an example like you just shared about the Moravians and how being birthed out of that community of prayer that they gave themselves to 24-7, I believe it was, for a hundred years and how then out of that, that obedience of being sent out to the nations and basically giving everything away, giving their very lives away Mm -hmm. and just saying it's all for Jesus. That just inspires me. And again, I'm the question girl. So it also probes another question too in my mind that I want to give to you, Benjamin, is that was, you know, a long time ago. How do you think that that type of obedience can look now, can look today? A modern example is Heidi Baker. Mm, If you don't know Heidi Baker, those listening, if you don't know Heidi Baker and her work and ministry in Mozambique, it's absolutely amazing. She got wrecked in the revival in Toronto and the Lord encountered her. She was on the floor for days and days just encountering wave after wave of the glory and the love of God. And out of that intimacy, out of that relationship with the Lord, she has now given her life her and her team for Mozambique. She has been beaten, her husband's been beaten, her pastors have been beaten, they've been bruised, they've been bloodied, they've had witch doctors come against them, they've had all kinds of evil and different things. There was actually this witch doctor that actually controlled snakes that came against them and he would send these snakes into people's rooms at night to bite them and he himself was full of venom even. It's It sounds crazy, but it's actually a true story. And Heidi, this man came against her and she just loved him, she mm. looked him in the eyes and just loved him. And for all she knew, it could have been her time. He could have killed her. He could have done anything. But she has so surrendered her life in obedience to the Lord that she has reckoned herself dead to this world, but alive in God. And I think that's a perfect example, even in modern times, giving everything for the cause of Christ, giving everything to obey the Lord. Mm -hmm. Our obedience is an expression of our love. What do you think that looks like for your own life? I'm gonna flip it on you. I'm gonna ask you a question. (laughs) What do you think that looks like for your own life? Yeah, well, I think it 
Number one means that I got to be cued into the voice of the Lord. I need to be in the word daily. I need to know what his word says and how I am to live my life surrendered to him on a daily way, how to live out my life, not just in public, but behind closed doors with my husband, with my children, alone even. How am I supposed to obey him even in those hidden moments, in those secret places of my heart where the enemy can come? with temptation. He can come and say, oh, this doesn't matter, or you can do this, or you can do that. No one sees, no one cares, but no, like I gave my life to Jesus and in everything in the public and in the secret, I have to live my life surrendered in obedience to what his word says. And also just, again, being cued into the voice of the Lord. And, you know, when he says to give money to the guy on the street or to pray for someone in the grocery store or to call someone who literally just pops in my head and it ends up being a Kairos moment to have a conversation with a friend who really needed that phone call that day. It's living my life, not for myself, but as a servant of, of Jesus. So good. It's so good. Doesn't it really come down to our yes? It comes down to our yes to the Lord. Yeah. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the biggest. You don't have to have the most money or the most influence or the most anything. All you have to do is say yes. And I believe that little obedience to the Lord that is true to him, that actually no one even sees, means more to him than when we're doing anything, even if it's filling a stadium of people and saying it's in the name of the Lord, but filling a stadium of people just for our own glory, our own name, our own fame, our own ego, whatever it might be, this big thing, this amazing, this massive thing, that's not as pleasing to the Lord as a small little yes in the day-to-day that nobody sees that's behind closed doors that won't go down in the annals of history, but you know what? It goes down in the annals of history in heaven. I think when we get to heaven, we're gonna be very, very surprised Mm. at what God actually cared about that we did in this life. And it might not be the things that we think. It might be the tiny little things, the way, like you said, we respond to our spouse or to our grandparents or to the guy on the street or to the people in church or at our job or in the grocery store. Our yes in the day-to-day life, little acts, simple acts of kindness and love and obedience, whatever that might be, if it's the big thing or if it's the small thing, it's our yes that is pleasing to the Lord. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. And so we hope this has been an encouragement to you. Just give your yes, wherever you are today, whatever you're doing, whatever situation you find yourself in, give your yes to the Lord. Surrender your life to the Lord in a new and in a fresh way. Just say yes in the day-to-day, in the big, in the little, and live your life, a life of obedience, a life of faith to the Lord. This is Benjamin and Tara with Igniting Hearts. We'll see you next time. Thank you.